the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome to Crosswalk. My name is Scott Bloyer. Gino Geraci is not in. I'm filling in for him. You know, it's one of those opportunities you get to jump on the radio and you just don't say no. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church out in Aurora, Colorado. Um, I also do another show here at the the wonderful Salem Media Group. I, I, I have a show on Sunday nights called The Bloyer Effect with my brother. It's from 7 to 9. It's real serious, said no one. And so uh, if you want to tune in, we'd love to be able to have you tune in and be a part of that as well. Um, but today, um, I want to encourage you to make sure that you tune in um, and listen to all the other shows that are right here on KRKS. You can find them at 947fmtheword.com. You can see all the regular shows that are involved. Um, you can tune in when Gino Geraci's on and you're going to actually hear something good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's, it's an opportunity to, to, to grow in faith and grow in understanding. Um, and so today, one of the things that I just kind of wanted to start out with is over the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of stress. Um, in our lives. I mean, let's be honest, we, we, we've had a lot of, uh, what do they call them, pivots. And so I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of pivoting. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out of shape and I'm old and pivoting is starting to hurt. And so uh, one of the things that I was thinking about was all of the different things that are going on in the lives of people that are in ministry. Now, I, I've been a pastor for over 20 years, started out in student ministry, worked with middle school, high school kids, college kids, um, actually really enjoyed that because when you do student ministry, you can teach about the, the grace of Jesus by playing dodgeball. You know, you hit them with the ball, they fall down, you go, Jesus loves you, you can get back up, you know, and, and I really enjoyed that. But then God led uh, my wife and I um, and our kids to move back to Colorado um, and start a church. And so in 2010, we started Elevation Christian Church out in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, and it's been an amazing journey. It's been incredible. Um, I, I've been able to see my three kids grow in faith and then grow up and move out. Um, my wife are enjoying um, empty nesting. Um, it's, it's really enjoyable. <laughs> I got to be honest. Um, our kids were here for Christmas. And after they left, I went, man, I'm glad we're home alone again. This is kind of nice. My wife, my wife loves it. I mean, obviously bringing the kids back, but um, it was definitely one of those things where you realized your rhythms started to change. Um, and over the last couple of years, we've seen those rhythms change in the lives of all the people around us. We've seen it happen within our church communities, within the communities around us. Um, and one of the things that we've noticed is that in ministry, we've seen a lot of men and women struggle. Um, I, I'm, I, I listen to a podcast each week. It's called the Church Pulse Weekly. It's with David Kinnaman and Kerry Newhoff. And recently they shared some statistics, statistics that came from um, the Barner Research Group. And uh, one of the things that really caught my attention was nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry. 
That's right. New, nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry. And with pastors being on the line and many of them on the brink of burnout, 38% indicate they've considered quitting full-time ministry within the past year. This percentage is up nine points from 2021. That was 29% before. A deeper analysis of the data showed that some of the groups are firing far worse than others. One of the more alarming findings is that 46% of pastors under the age of 45 say they're considering quitting full-time ministry compared to 34% of pastors 45 and older. Keeping the right young leaders encouraged in their ministry roles will be crucial to the next decade of congregational vitality in the U.S. Another notable gap emerges based on denomination. With pastors from mainline denominations far more likely to consider quitting than those from non-mainline denominations, that's actually 51% versus 34%. Other significant differences arise among gender, with female pastors being far more likely than male pastors to have considered giving up full-time ministry and ministry tenure. Specifically, roughly one-third of pastors who are considering resignation have been in ministry for about 20 years. But have been at their current church for seven years. Only one in three pastors is actually considered healthy in terms of well-being. Barna has long been checking on pastors' well-being, even assessing their burnout risk in 2017's State of the Pastors. But more recently, October 21st, or 2021, data show that many pastors are not faring well in multiple categories of well-being, including spiritual, physical, emotional, vocational, and financial. Barna defined healthy pastors as those who currently score themselves either excellent or good on all six of these six well-being categories. Currently, only 35% of America's pastors fall into a healthy category. Overall, pastors are contemplating quitting are less healthy in all the well-being categories compared to pastors who are not considering giving up in full-time ministry. See, one of the things that we need to understand is for many church leaders, those that are in ministry, um, they're doing jobs they never planned on doing. Uh, they're doing things that they, they were never equipped to do. Uh, I don't know of any seminary that was teaching pastors to be ready to do online church to be able to put together all the videos, to be able to plan for how to be in a building or out of a building. Um, one of the things that I know is it also didn't plan leaders to prepare for a year, two years, maybe even three years of constant um, discouragement in the lives of the people that they work with. Um, yeah, when you're in church and when you're in ministry, you plan for being there in the lives of people when it comes to the birth of your children, maybe the death of a spouse, the loss of a child, all those things. Those things they talk to you about, they they help you develop, but they don't talk to you about how do you how do you develop leadership within a pandemic? How do you plan for um, your church experiences being stopped for months or two months, um, six months, a year? I know that for myself, um, it was just a weird, weird adjustment to go from being in a community of faith and being in an experience and teaching about the love and grace of Jesus. And then all of a sudden you're in a room and there's no one there. You're just staring at a camera. You're just, you're just looking into this little clear eye that can't respond to anything that you say or do. 
it just amazes me at what that did to my own spirit, to my own heart when I had to walk through that. I mean, I would joke, our, you know, our executive pastor would be there and he'd be helping me video all the messages and everything. But it's just not the same when you tell a joke or a poignant story and there's no response. I'd have to walk back and go, man, I hope that joke was funny. I hope that that is exactly what someone needed to hear in that moment. But we have pastors, we have leaders that are desperately in need of encouragement. And so over the next hour, what I'd like to do is be able to talk about some different areas where you can encourage your pastor, where you can um, enable them to feel cared for, loved, and encouraged. Um, Because what we're seeing is that two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry over the last two years. Um, We're seeing pastors that are struggling um, financially, relationally, spiritually, emotionally. We need to make sure that we have a place where our leaders, who may not feel comfortable coming to certain people, to be able to get that encouragement. My name is Scott Bloyer. You're listening to Crosswalk. Uh, again, I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church. I'm filling in for Gino um, while he's away. And we just want to encourage you to start thinking right now, what are some ways that you can encourage your pastor? I know I know, some of you are sitting there, well, we do that in the month of October. Isn't that when we're supposed to do our pastor encouragement? Um, no. Let's do it all year long. Let's let's like figure out ways that we can drop in and note maybe or something. We'll we'll want to encourage them to be able to do that. Um, it's it's a time and a season where we're all discouraged, we're all struggling, but maybe just maybe this is a moment for you to be grace and mercy in the life of your pastor. Again, my name is Scott Bloyer. You're turning in you're tuning in to Crosswalk here on ninety four point seven KRKS. Welcome back to Crosswalk on 94.7 KRKS. Nope, not Gino Dracy. My name is Scott Bloyer. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church. I'm also a part of uh, another radio show that's part of Salem Media. Um, it's on Sunday nights on 710 KNUS. It's called The Bloyer Effect. It's a show that I do with my brother, um, and it's it's. It's just one of those areas where one of the things we're addressing is what does it mean to be a man in the world today? Um, how do we address manhood? Um, because if you watch culture and society right now, being a man is kind of a moving target. And so we address some of those issues. Then we, we also talk sports. We talk with authors. I mean, um, we've been fortunate to have several of the local uh, high school and college coaches in and talk to us. Um, so in, just want to encourage you to tune in Sunday night, 7 to 9. Love to be able to hear you. Uh, but today on Crosswalk, what we're addressing is the state of ministry leaders um, with the Church Pulse Weekly podcast with David Kinnaman and Kerry Newhoff. They shared statistics that were brought in from Barner Research Group where nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry over the last two years. And let's be honest, each and every one of us has had to deal with something different when it comes to our lives and the areas of stress that are going on in our lives. Um, But we know that ministry leaders are struggling. And one of the things that they addressed was that data shows that more and more pastors are not faring well in multiple categories. And I, I want to address some of those categories because I think it's important we just don't look at it as something, well, it's because of their job. No, you you guys, each and every one of us is dealing with these different areas, but they talked about spiritual, 
physical, emotional, vocational, and financial. And so when, when you think of a church leader, when you think of a pastor, you're like, how are they struggling with being healthy spiritually? Well, well, here's the thing. Because there's been such an amazing pivot over the last couple of years, I think many leaders are trying to do things the way they've always done them, and it's and it's made it very difficult. Whether it's um, their personal time with Jesus or their encouragement from other people, their staff relationships. I mean, for a long time, our staff was only able to meet um, via Zoom. We couldn't have an in-person staff meeting, and that that does something to you differently. Um, I'm an extrovert. You put me in a room all by myself for more than two hours. I'm going to start to go a little buggy. Uh, I need people to talk to. I need to have that human interaction. And so I think we're seeing leaders that are struggling in the area spiritually because they're not taking the time to really focus on who they are in Christ. Many of them are focusing on who they are in their job. And so um, I think we need to encourage them to get time away, to be able to have those moments where it's just them and Jesus. Um, and, and in some churches, let's just be honest, in some smaller churches, they don't get that opportunity because they're the only guy there. They don't have people around them to be able to say, hey, go take a week off. I'll, t- I'll take the weekend. Hey, do this. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I'm very blessed. I have a team around me that makes sure that I'm gone every once in a while so that I'm not always thinking I've got to be up there um, in, in, in the podium speaking, that there's other people. Number one, there should be other voices in there anyways because you're not the only one that God can use to speak to a community of faith. And so I think spiritually that it's, they're not having that time alone. They're not having the sad. Sabbath. They're not resting. And, and let's be honest, for many of them over the last two years, they they couldn't rest because everything was changing constantly. Um, just in the last several months, we know that leaders have had to adapt with, you know, COVID spikes going down, all these different things. And so it creates that level of stress and uncertainty for them. So I, I really see that. I, but for me, one of the other things that I saw over the last couple of years was and I'm going to be blunt. We have spiritual leaders who aren't taking care of themselves physically. Uh, they're not taking the time to grow physically, take care of the the body, the the, the temple that God's given to them. And, and, and I think that's part of it. And for me, um, I was fortunate enough that when COVID came in, I had been already working out several days a week um, at a gym, but then you couldn't go to the gym. And and so my son and I, we decided we were going to turn our garage into a gym. In fact, we have a poster in our garage. We call it the Iron Garage. Um, I had the benefit of having a, a son who's a personal trainer, um, knew all the things that we could do physically to train. And, and so we just started working out. And ever since then, for the last two and a half years, I work out five days a week. I go into the iron garage. My, my wife and I ended up getting an exercise bike. Um, and so um, right now what I do is I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I get ready. I go, I go turn on the space heater in the garage because it's stinking cold right now. And then I go back and I ride the exercise bike. I do my cardio. And then I go out into the garage and I lift weights. And I do it in, in about 45 minutes. And, and I think there are some leaders who are missing out on both the spiritual and the mental um, ability to be taken care of physically, um, changing the diet, changing the way we drink. I I realized that I was drinking a lot of coffee during the week, and I needed to trim that away because it was not helping me when it came to my sleep. Uh, I mean, we have leaders that are struggling right now 
Again, the statistics I've been sharing come from the Barna Research Group, um, and it comes from the uh, podcast Church Pulse Le- Weekly with David Kinneman and Carrie Newhoff, and they shared that nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry, and they're talking about how most of the pastors are not faring well, they're not healthy in terms of spiritual, physical, emotional, vocational, and financial. Um, When I think about the emotional side of it, again, I'm going to tie the spiritual and the physical to that because when you're feeling better physically, I know I'm better mentally. I'm better emotionally. Um, I know it enables me to seek God in different ways when I'm feeling good in those areas, both, again, spiritually, physically. And emotionally, yeah, I've seen some guys take some lumps. One of the things that I'm fortunate enough to be a part of is a pastor's prayer group. Um, There's a group of guys that out in Aurora, we get together at Elevation Christian Church the last Wednesday of every month, and we sit down at 8 o'clock, and we have coffee, and we have breakfast, and we just talk. We talk about how we're doing, um, how their family is doing, how their kids are doing. In fact, when we started it, I, st- uh, I started this group out of the uh, understanding that I'm seeing more and more pastors, number one, quit ministry and not stay in ministry. And then number two, um, we saw pastors that were taking their own life. Um, we saw com- gentlemen that were committing suicide. And so what I thought was... Um, you know what? We need to have a place where we can be open and honest. And so it's a pastor's prayer group the last Wednesday of every month at Elevation Christian Church at 8 o'clock. And all we do is we talk and we we pray for each other. Um, you can't talk about church events. You can't talk about what you're going to do in the next week when it comes to ministry. What we talk about is how are you, how's your marriage, and how's your family? Um, because those, unfortunately, and I'm just going to be blunt because I am in ministry, those are areas that a lot of guys don't feel comfortable sharing with someone in their church. Um, they, they don't feel like as a spiritual leader they can do that. And so we wanted to be able to create a space where they could do that, where they could have that conversation, where they felt comfortable, where they didn't feel judged, where they felt free to be able to just talk about where they're at and talk about what's going on, uh, feel that freedom. In fact, I, there was one point in time where we had been meeting for a while, and I'm, I'll be honest, I was kind of getting discouraged because I felt like guys were just kind of glancing off the conversation. Um, and then all of a sudden, one guy walked in, sat down, and he just started sharing. And I was like, uh, there we go. Someone felt comfortable enough to be able to share in that area to enable them to emotionally um, release. And, and, and we can find throughout the New Testament time and time again where we're called to bear one another's burdens, where we're called to share with one another. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people in leadership that don't feel like they can do that. And, and I always make the job or, or, or the joke, there are a lot of pastors that don't want to complain about their job because that's you. You're their job, and who are they going to complain to? You about you? That that doesn't work. That's like you know complaining to your wife about your wife. That never, ever ends in a good place. And so we've created this space for them to do that. Again, my name is Scott Blair. I'm the lead pastor here at Elevation Christian Church. And over the next hour or two, we're going to be talking about the state of ministry. We're going to talk about pastors. Um, we, we were able to see through the Barner Research Group that Two in five pastors have quit it, have considered quitting full-time ministry. What are we doing to encourage them? What are we doing to enable them to grow emotionally, spiritually? This is Crosswalk. Welcome back to Crosswalk. No, it's not Gina Gracie. My name is Scott Barr. I'm the lead pastor at Elevation Christian Church. 
And today on Crosswalk, we've been talking about the state of ministry. We've been talking about the hearts and the minds and the spirits of the leaders of the churches that we we go to, that we're involved with. Nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry over this last year. I've been using statistics that the Barner Research Group shared with Church Pulse Weekly. It's a uh, weekly podcast with David Kinneman and Kerry Newhoff. And one of the quotes that I want to share with you is what David Kinneman shared. David Kinneman said, we started seeing early warning signs of burnout among pastors before COVID. President of Barna Group said this, with initial warning bells sounding in the sounding in Barna's The State of the Pastor study in 2017. Now, after 18 months of the pandemic, pandemic, along with intense congregational division and financial strain and an alarming percentage of pastors is experiencing significant burnout, driving them to consider seriously leaving ministry. Here's one of the things that I do know that we have a lot of guys that are struggling spiritually, physically, emotionally with their job and then financially because, um, you know, one of the things that if you're a leader in a church, you understand is that you're you're not selling anything. There's not a product. It's all by the generosity of the people that are a part of your community of faith that uh, that enable you to have a job, that enable you to have funding. Um, there are two leaders that I know of in the area of ministry that I'm involved with, and both of these gentlemen have shared with me um, that they're worried that in the next six months they they won't have a job within ministry, and it's not because they chose to. It's because financially the communities of faith that they're involved with are struggling in in, in amazing ways. And so um, I just wanted to be able to bring this up. And again, not because I'm a pastor, but because I hang out with pastors. I know what pastors are going through. I see the leaders in my community and where they're struggling. And so again, if you're in Aurora and you're a lead pastor, um, love to be able to encourage you to join us uh, for our pastor's prayer group. It's um, the last Wednesday of every month at eight o'clock in the morning um, at Elevation Christian Church. We've got a room we go off into. Um, one of the blessings that we have is we have a full service coffee shop and bakery right in our uh, church building. And so you walk in through the coffee shop, you grab something to drink, you grab something to eat, and then we sit down and we spend time talking. And so I want to encourage you to be able to do that. If you're a lead pastor and want to be able to do it, come in. If if you're struggling, come in, let me know. I'll, I'll sit down and talk with you. We'd love for you to be able to do that. So what I want you to do is I want you to start thinking about what are some ways that we can encourage the leaders in our community of faith? What are some things that we can do to be able to um, help them as they're walking through, obviously, um, uh, the last two years that no one ever planned that they would be doing in ministry, enabling them to see the the opportunity that they are able to make it through this next year. Um, one of the things I was thinking about is how do we help people um, in ministry? Well, first and foremost, you pray for them. Pray for your pastor. Set an alarm on your phone where you know that every morning at 10 o'clock or every morning at 11 o'clock, whatever, that you're going to pray specifically for your pastor, for for the care of his heart, for the care of his body, for the care of his mind, so that he can lead in a way. Because one of the things that you may have heard, and I don't know, I've always heard of it, um, especially when it comes to leadership, is it's speed of the leader, speed of the team. 
And so if you've got a pastor that's struggling, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you've got a community of faith that's struggling. And so pray for your pastor. Um, let him know you're praying for him. You know, maybe you put a message, send him an email. Hey, just just wanted you to know I was praying for you today. Um, wanted you to know that I was thinking. Or here's a shocker, I, and I'm just going to be honest. Maybe you ask him how you can be praying for him. You know, what are the specifics that are going on? If your pastor uh, really understands what's going on, he's going to tell you the legitimate things. Now, he may not name some of the people that <laughs> he wants you to pray for that would leave his church. No, I didn't say that. That 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 you would you know, be specific about the things, but he's going to tell you some generalities where you can be praying for him. And so ask your pastor, how can I be praying for you? Set a time where you're praying for him. Here's another thing. Send an encouraging note. What I do know of most pastors is that they, um, they don't get too much encouragement. They get more discouragement that instead of uh, compliments, they get complaints um, most of the time, especially right now, I, I can guarantee you you've got leaders who are struggling because um, they close the church down and people are ticked off, they close the church down. They close, they open the church up and then there were people ticked that they opened up the church. Um, there were pastors that didn't wear a mask and there were people mad that they didn't wear a mask. There were pastors that wore a mask. People are mad that they wore a mask. You know, in this situation, it was, for many leaders, it was a no-win situation. And so here's my encouragement to you. Send your pastor a, a, a note of encouragement. Let him know that you're praying for him. Let him know you support him. Um, and, and especially, especially if there are things that you know they're struggling with. So take a couple of moments, pray for him. Let him know you're praying. Ask him how you can be praying. Maybe send some encouraging notes. Let him know that you can do that. And then here's the other thing. You know, give him an encouraging gift. You know, um, maybe it's a cup of coffee at a coffee shop. Maybe it's you DoorDash something to their house or something to the office while they're working there. Um, uh, you can go to the coffee shop that's at Elevation Christian Church. If you want to know, it's Millie's Cafe. It's 15600 East Alameda Parkway. They're open from 630 to 330. Go in there, buy a gift card for your pastor, send it to him, say, hey, go to this church, go to this coffee shop, get something to eat, get something to drink, and maybe if you, while you're there, just let the, the lead pastor know you're there, and he can come down and have a good t- conversation with you, hang out. Um, I do have to tell you, they have some of the best breakfast burritos. Um, it That's been part of my health struggle, is walking through that coffee shop every morning while they have breakfast burritos. Um, I do believe they're biblical. I don't know how I can make it, but I'm just going to say there. And so maybe you want to go, go to that coffee shop, buy a gift card. Um, I want you to know that this, this cafe is locally owned and operated. Stacy's the one that runs Millie's. Um, she's a Colorado native and it's just a great way to be encouraging to your pastor, to, to a local community place, but make sure you, again, pray for your pastor, let them know you're praying for him. Um, Send him some encouraging notes. Let him know that you you appreciate something that he's done for you or your family. And then send him some kind of gift. And no, it doesn't have to be October for you to do some pastor appreciation. If 
especially with the way that things are going right now in the world, any kind of encouragement that he can get, I guarantee you he's going to appreciate. Um, do the same thing for your your pastors of ministry, whether it's groups or 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 it's um, pastors that are with students. I mean, right now we know that our next gen pastors, our youth pastors, they're in a whole new world of what it means to do student ministry because now they've got to worry about social distancing or masking, all these things, you know, that they have to think through and consider just to be able to get kids together. It's an amazing world that we live in. Now, I'm sitting here. I'm not here complaining. What I'm doing is I'm letting you know some of the realities that your church leaders are dealing with. And maybe, just maybe, they're not comfortable enough to share it with you. Um, But I think because of the statistics that Barner Research is sharing, that nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministries, we need to do something to encourage them. Now, what I'm going to let you know is in this in the second hour, when we get ready for the second hour, I, I'm going to have a, a, a very good friend, uh, Jeff Surratt. He's going to be calling in, and he's going to be sharing some of the things that he's encouraging churches to do when it comes to um, uh, encouraging their pastor. He works for Rethink Leadership. He's the executive director there. And uh, I think you'll enjoy some of his perspective on what that looks like. But that's going to be coming in the second hour. He's going to be on around 5.04. Sometime in the second hour, he's going to be on there. Told you I played football. I've been hitting the head a lot. It just just jumped out right there. And so... um, what are the ways that we can encourage? In this next um, couple of minutes, I'm going to encourage you to call in 303-873-1935. That's 303-873-1935. Share with me maybe some creative ideas you have for ways that you can encourage the pastors that are in church, the, the ministry leaders that are caring for your heart and your soul. Hey, my name's Scott Bloyer. This is Crosswalk, and we're so glad that you're tuning in. Welcome back to Crosswalk. We are so glad that you've tuned in for the last hour. We've been talking about nearly two in five pastors have considered quitting full-time ministry. My name is Scott Blair. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church. We're out in Aurora, Colorado. That's right. We're at the uh, cross streets of about Chambers and Alameda. We are at 15600 East Alameda Parkway. Um, love for you to join us if you've got no place that you normally would plug into. Um, and uh, we have two experiences, one at 9 o'clock, one at 1045, um, and we'd love for you to join us. Just go to the website, elevationcc.com, hit there that you're planning to visit, and we'd love to be able to have something there special for you when you show up. But we have, over the last hour, been talking about some of the statistics that came out of the Barnard Research Group that came from Church Pulse Weekly with David Kinneman and Kerry Newhoff. Um, they shared about statistics of pastors that nearly two in five pastors have considered Quitting full-time ministry, they have been struggling in areas of their spiritual health, physical health, emotional health, vocational health, and financial health. And Barna defined healthy pastors as those who score themselves either excellent or good on all six of these six well-being categories. So currently only 35% of America's pastors fall into the healthy category. Uh, I just want to encourage you again to to take some time to be able to encourage the leaders that are working within the churches and the ministries that you're a part of. Um, uh, I continued to go back to Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, where we read, share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. Um, it's an opportunity for us to share the burdens within our church leadership. And so if you've got an idea of how 
you want to encourage um, maybe someone in ministry, one of your pastors, one of the ministry pastors, uh, please feel free to call in this during these 10 minutes at 303-873-1935. That's 303-873-1935. And uh, share with that. Uh, one of the things I've been talking about is, you know, number one, just let them know you're praying for them. Uh, find out how you can pray for them. And then uh, uh, be able to do that. Set an alarm on your phone. Let them know you're praying for them. Uh, the other thing is send them some encouraging notes. It just doesn't have to happen in October. You can do that any time of the year. Encourage your pastor. Um, and then the other thing is um, send them a gift. Give them an opportunity to be encouraged. Maybe it's a cup of coffee. Uh, um, I, I, I want to encourage you, you know, use Millie's Community Cafe out in, in rural Colorado. Buy them a gift card. Let them know they can go get something there to eat or drink. And, and if they're there, I'd love to be able to meet with them, talk with them, just say, hey, I'm here with you, anything we can do. Um, and then let them know that if they're in the Aurora area, if they're in that place, that they can, you know, they can come over the last Wednesday of every month um, at 8 o'clock in the morning, go into Elevation Christian Church, and we have a lead pastor or senior pastor's prayer group where we just sit down and we share how are we doing how are our marriages? How are our kids? And walk through it that way. Um, but, you know, it, it can be one of those daunting tasks to be able to sit here and talk about the discouragement. But there are amazing things happening um, in communities of faith. I know that there are some growing that are doing awesome. And so I don't want to be that guy that's just Debbie Downer, but there are amazing things that are happening. Um, but I do know that there are a lot of guys, a lot of gals that are struggling in ministry right now. And so um, just be an encouragement. Enable them to to know that you are there and thinking about them and praying for them. Um, one of the things that we're going to do is in the second hour, we're going to have my friend Jeff Surratt. He is the executive de- director of Rethink Leadership. Um, in fact, he has been a pastor in multiple churches. He works in churches right now. And so um, I think um, he's got some great insight to those things that are going up. But we've got a caller. Brian, Brian Littleton, how are we doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. You betcha. Um, I, I can't hear you too well because I took my Bluetooth headset and I'm driving on 470. Oh, but be careful, dude. I, <laughs> I heard your subject matter and wanted to uh, take a moment to make a comment real quick. Our pastor talked about the same subject, and he said he asked himself the question, where do I lie in this thing? And I really appreciated his response. He very thoughtfully laid out the Christian relationship between God and the Father and where Christ and, and their priority was. Is he on the top? as just the last thought, or is this your foundation? So we have one of those games that you can call the little blocks off at the bottom as you walk around as a, as a picture of what it's like when you don't have Christ as your foundation. Right. And and I really appreciate this man. Uh, he came out here on sacrifice with his whole family of seven and I blessed his wife and himself, sold his place in California and came out here. And, you know, he's, he's just a very thoughtful, caring person. He's the kind of guy that you'd want to coach your kids if they were in school. 
And he just got that way about him. And he's loved, and his children, the adults, folks. He's just a very uh, magnetic kind of person because he's got good energy. He's thoughtful. He's going someplace. Nice. He speaks. So now his his point was so well made that I just thought it was worth mentioning, being that God allowed me to be on this side of the journey long enough uh, to hear you just so happened to hear you talking about this as I just turned on the Christian radio. And I tell you, it's a big deal. It, it, I, I do believe that it's a struggle for folks in general Yeah. Um, when they're just going through everyday life. Where's Christ going to be when it comes exactly. to when it comes to what do you do in private? Where's Christ? Is And for me, the answer has been, when I look at my shortcomings and what I can and can't do, the thing that always helps me is to realize and to put, like in my private time when I'm praying, I, I call out the name of Jesus. I start worshiping the Lord. I read Him, sing to Him, and read them study the people um, that, you know, the, the day um, that they were born. It gives the date that they were born, the year and the year they passed. Right. Well, the point is, you read your Bible, and then at the end of the day, you can read those things, and if you know the songs, you can sing them. It's not, it's not a task that's burdensome. Right. But it tells you about your church history. You betcha. And they, no, that's great. So I'm just sharing because I think if it works for me, it'll work for all the other believers out there. And you'll hear the foundation in those poems that were written from the, some of them from the 12th century yes, sir. on are our hymns. And it's a bad, it's, it, was a, it was a wrong decision for people to say, we're going to remove the hymnals. And I think, all the young people and all the other age groups that may be listening right now, that's something, if you just do it, you can find that your significant other is going to love it as you begin to love it. And it's it starting to teach me that it's, it's not just me. It's not just right. a Bible story that folks have went through something. No, I agree. I agree. Hey, thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, uh, you know, there's always, always opportunities for us to grow in faith, for us to be able to uh, find those areas that will give us strength. Uh, for for this gentleman, he was talking about how he, you know, uses um, hymns to be able to encourage him. I know that for many of my my family, uh, especially my my kids, all my kids are adults. That they, um, no, they, they love listening to worship music. Uh, my son's a football coach. I know that he listens to it while he's in the weight room and he's getting ready for a game. Uh, I know my, my youngest daughter, she lives in Hawaii. Yeah, she's struggling. But, you know, she, while she paints on the beach, she listens to different music. And so, hey, we're so glad you've taken the time to tune in as we've been talking about pastors and ministry and the struggle they are. Uh, let's continue in the second hour of Crosswalk as we talk about more and more ministry opportunities. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.